Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm your host, Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you're well at the start of this new week, and I wish you lots of positivity and happiness for the week ahead. Tonight we'll be visiting a park in my home country of England on a rainy spring afternoon. We'll enjoy a relaxing walk through its gardens, admiring the azaleas in full bloom before heading to a cosy cafe for afternoon tea. Sipping a cup of tea or coffee is one of those ordinary daily rituals we can easily take for granted. But these restful moments are important, so it's good to slow down and really appreciate them. Bedtime is another one of those special, peaceful moments when you can relax and enjoy the sensation of slowly drifting into sleep. If you like, take some time to make yourself comfortable. When your pillow and blankets feel just right, and you've found the perfect, comfy position. Close your eyes. Inhale deeply, feeling your chest rise. Then exhale slowly. Notice how your body relaxes as the air flows out. This state of rest comes naturally. Let your breathing guide you 
and trust that you'll soon fall asleep. And as you breathe, imagine this scene. It's a fresh spring day somewhere in the south of England. It rained earlier, but now the sun has come out. You're walking slowly along a dirt trail in a vast hilly park, which is filled with oak trees as far as the eye can see. This is where our story begins. The weather today is typical for this time of year in England. At the moment, it feels pleasantly warm, but it won't be long before the clouds return, along with light showers and a cool breeze, carrying the scent of damp earth and spring flowers. As you walk through the park this afternoon, the sun is shining casting a soft light through drifting clouds. For now, you're enjoying the gentle warmth while it lasts. You can see some dark grey clouds on the horizon, scudding over distant treetops. But you don't mind if it rains. You've come prepared with a raincoat and sturdy umbrella. You also know there's a cafe in the middle of the park where you can take shelter if necessary and maybe stop for a cup of tea. Besides, the frequent rain in England has its advantages. Looking around you now, You notice just how green everything is. Every blade of grass is a deep, rich emerald, and all the leaves of the trees are just as vibrant. When the sun hides behind the clouds, all these shades of green remain bright and beautiful, full of life and it's all thanks to the nourishing effects of the rain. The other people in the park have also come prepared for changeable weather. There's a family of four with matching raincoats, and an elderly couple wearing hooded jackets and muddy Wellington boots. Most of the paths here are dirt and quickly turn to mud when it rains, so everyone's wearing sensible shoes. In some areas, the wild, sprawling park resembles the countryside. 
From where you're walking, all you can see is infinite open space, with countless trees spread out over the grassy slopes. The only sounds are the birdsong and the light wind rustling the leaves. When you breathe in, you notice just how fresh the air is. This encourages you to take slow, deep breaths and to walk at a gentle pace. You find yourself switching from a brisk stride to a relaxed stroll, so you can take in all the sights and sounds of nature. It's not long before the sunlight fades and the sky clouds over. You feel a cool, refreshing breeze and zip up your raincoat. And then, moments later, the rain begins. You smile to yourself as you put up your umbrella, thinking that this is typical spring weather. The sun will probably be back soon. But for now, you're happy to walk in the rain, listening to the soothing pitter-patter on your umbrella. At the moment, it's just a light drizzle. As you walk on, twirling the handle of the umbrella, you become aware of a blur of colour and movement to your left. It's a herd of fallow deer grazing in the long grass. They don't seem to be too bothered by the rain either, although they could easily seek shelter under the branches of a nearby oak tree. They remain standing out in the open. There must be at least twenty deer all grouped together. You pause for a moment to watch them. There's something gentle, yet deliberate about their movements as they search for the perfect patch of grass, moving in slow motion. A buck with majestic antlers lifts his head and looks in your direction. You once read that deer have lived in this park for hundreds of years, often coming into close contact with human visitors. This one doesn't seem to mind your presence, as he continues to chew slowly. He does this over and over again, with a single mouthful of grass. It might be considered a laborious way to eat, but maybe the deer are naturally mindful. They know there's no rush, and they savour every bite. 
Perhaps the grass tastes particularly good in the rain, you think. Soft, fresh, and thirst-quenching. You're just about to walk on when you catch a scent in the breeze. It's the damp, musty smell of the deer, the scent of wet fur. You sniff the air, then breathe in deeply, wondering what it reminds you of. There's something strangely familiar and comforting about the smell. Then, with another deep breath, you realize what it is. It's the scent of a farm, earthy and distinctive. You're not quite sure why this smell resonates with you, but it does. For a moment, your senses are heightened as you feel even more aware of your surroundings. The deer, the light rain, and the soft earth beneath your feet all feel intensely rich and real. Part of you is tempted to linger here, watching the deer in the rain. But you're also curious to see what lies further ahead. As you follow the path down the slope, you notice the dense row of trees at the bottom. Everywhere else, the trees are scattered and spread far apart. But the area in front of you looks like a small grove or woodland. Then, as you get closer, you spot the iron railings around the trees. It seems to be some kind of fenced-off garden within the park. At first, you think this area must be private, a special plantation or even the garden of someone's home. This park is so huge that there might well be a few houses hidden away. Centuries ago, royalty and aristocracy had country homes and hunting lodges in this area. Perhaps someone still lives here, in a historic house in the middle of the park. But just as you're getting lost in your daydreams, you notice someone emerging from the trees. There's a gate in the railings, and a woman and her dog are coming through it, moving in your direction. The woman holds an umbrella in one hand, and the dog's lead in the other. She's being pulled along by an energetic Irish setter with damp reddish-brown fur. The dog seems delighted to be out in the rain, 
and happy to meet you on the path. The woman has to tug firmly on the lead to prevent the dog from greeting you with a little too much enthusiasm. Laughing, she explains that her dog has a tendency to greet strangers as though they were old friends, and she wouldn't want you to get covered in wet, muddy paw prints. As you stop to give the dog a pat, you ask the woman about the gated garden. It's open to the public, she explains. The garden is famous for its azaleas and rhododendrons. There's also a lovely cafe not too far from the entrance. You thank the woman and watch as she and her dog continue in the opposite direction, up the hill. They're probably heading home to avoid getting too muddy in the rain. But you've decided to explore the garden and hopefully locate the cafe. Although the rain is still light for the time being, the thought of a cup of tea indoors is very tempting indeed. Still, now that you're here, you might as well take a quick look around. You pull back the latch on the gate and enter the garden. It's a pleasant surprise to find yourself here. During your long walk through the park, you must have veered off track as you didn't know this place existed, but you're happy to have the opportunity to explore somewhere new. The trees and foliage are dense here, creating narrow, winding trails. Some of the low-hanging branches arch over the path, creating a kind of leafy ceiling that offers some shelter from the rain. you become aware of the sound of the raindrops, not just on your umbrella, but also on the leaves above your head. Sometimes it seems like a single, steady drip, but there are moments when you can discern subtle patterns. In some places, the rainfall resembles a quick drumbeat, but on certain leaves, the drops seem slower and softer. It's not just one sound, you realize, but many, and it varies from moment to moment as the rainfall grows lighter or heavier or is blown by the wind. You walk on through the tunnel of trees, listening to the soothing sound of the falling rain and the dull echo of your footsteps on the trail. 
it's a mixture of soil and gravel, which prevents the path from becoming too muddy. Even so, you're glad you're wearing your comfortable, waterproof shoes, as the rain shows no signs of stopping. On your way through the garden, you keep an eye out for spring flowers. So far, you've mainly noticed thick profusions of leafy shrubs and bushes, as well as some sturdy old oaks and elegant beech trees. This garden feels so peaceful and is full of lush greenery but there's no sign of flowers just yet. You're hoping to find the azaleas that the woman mentioned, as this is the season when they're at their best. But you wouldn't know where to look, and the garden is starting to feel like a maze as the path twists and turns. The idea of the azaleas lingers in your mind as you walk on. You can't remember exactly what they look like, but you find yourself focusing on the evocative beauty of the word. There's something musical about the lilting rhythm of the name, azalea. And then, just as you're reflecting on the word, you find the flower itself. Not just one, but hundreds or even thousands of pink and purple azaleas. The garden path has brought you to a clearing. In the middle is an oval-shaped pond surrounded by towering azalea bushes in full bloom. The bushes seem to bend under the weight of the flowers and the rain hanging over the pond. The lower branches and petals almost skim the surface of the water. You stand beside the pond, spellbound by the beauty of the scene. While it continues to rain, a single ray of sunlight streams through the trees, illuminating the bright petals of the flowers. The azaleas come in every possible shade from pale, creamy pink to vibrant bursts of magenta. Some of the colors are so dazzlingly vivid that they hardly seem real. It's as though you're seeing the color pink for the very first time. Perhaps this is how it felt for people watching the first Technicolor films after years of black and white. 
This magnificent display of pink and purple is mirrored in the calm surface of the pond. You watch the raindrops fall into the water, creating gentle ripples in the reflection. Gazing into the water, the flowers look like something from a dream world. But looking up directly at the bushes, the azaleas become wonderfully real once more. You allow yourself to linger in this tranquil spot for a while longer, lulled by the sound of the rain on the pond, and captivated by the dreamy atmosphere. Standing here alone, admiring the azaleas, it feels as though you've somehow conjured this place into being. You have the pond and the flowers entirely to yourself, and in this moment, the garden might belong to you. This is another advantage of the rainy weather, you think. If the sun was out, the garden would probably be full of visitors, keen to catch a glimpse of the azaleas during their brief period of spring glory. But it seems as though everyone else has left allowing you to enjoy the privilege of this special moment. Eventually, you decide that you're ready to walk on. You find yourself walking more slowly and carefully than before, as though tiptoeing away from a sacred place. You're now more conscious of the fact that you seem to be the only person here. Instinctively, you want to be as quiet and respectful of your surroundings as possible. You like the idea of fading into the background, the sounds of your movements mingling with the wind and the rain until they're indistinguishable from each other. As you follow the winding path, you think of the word azalea once more, and smile to yourself. From now on, this name will be evocative in a new way, reminding you of the dreamy place you discovered so unexpectedly on a rainy spring day. The rain isn't getting heavier, but it doesn't seem to be getting any lighter either. As much as you're enjoying the walk, you're also looking forward to drying off indoors as soon as you find the cafe. You remember the woman saying it wasn't far from the entrance, so perhaps you should retrace your steps. But after walking a little further, 
you discover that the path takes you right there. Not far from the azalea pond is an elegant white building which resembles a small country house. It might be the setting for a Jane Austen novel. You half expect to see a horse and carriage draw up by the front door. But even though you can't see a sign, you're sure this must be the cafe that the woman mentioned. Looking through the window, you can see lace curtains and the warm glow of a ceiling lamp. The cafe looks wonderfully inviting and it's appeared at the perfect moment, just as you were starting to crave a break from the rain. You walk up to the door and turn the brass handle, leaving your umbrella to dry off in the stand by the entrance. There are a few other umbrellas there too, which suggests you're not the only visitor. Perhaps this is why you had the azaleas to yourself. The few other visitors to the garden on this rainy day decided to head for cover in the cafe. As you enter, you wipe your feet on the mat, then hang up your wet jacket on a hook near the door. Inside, the first thing you notice is a comforting sensation of warmth. The central heating must be switched on. You can tell not just from the temperature, but also from a distinctive scent. Somehow, the warmth of the radiators has its own toasty smell and heightens the other scents in the air. There's a pleasant floral fragrance as well as the mingling aromas of tea and coffee in the next room. As you breathe in these comforting scents, you reflect on how good it feels to be somewhere warm and dry. You walk down the hall and turn into the open doorway that leads to the main room. The cafe resembles a cozy, old-fashioned living room with a couple of sofas and a fireplace. Only two of the tables are occupied There's a mother and her teenage daughter chatting over a pot of tea in the corner, and a woman reading by the window. A smartly dressed waiter comes to greet you and says you can take your pick of the tables. You decide to take the sofa near the window on the far side of the room as it strikes you as the most comfortable and scenic spot. 
a moment later, sinking into the soft cushions, you feel you made the right choice. The sofa is even more comfortable than it looks, and from here you have a lovely view of another side of the garden. Next to neat flower beds are colorful shrubs and wild, dripping lavender bushes that sway in the wind and rain. When the waiter comes to take your order, you ask him about the history of the cafe. It reminds you of an old country house. That's exactly what it once was, says the waiter. A few hundred years ago, this area would have been part of the countryside. The cafe was originally a secluded family home, surrounded by acres of fields and woodland. Over time, large parts of the land were sectioned off and eventually turned into one large park. But while other boundaries disappeared, this house and garden remained encircled by iron railings as they were still private property. Although no one lives here anymore, the house remains almost unchanged. The waiter draws your attention to the old-fashioned wooden shutters by the windows and the antique grate in the fireplace. These are original details, he explains. Later, you're welcome to explore the other rooms where you'll notice many historical features. This building could be considered a kind of museum, as well as a cafe. The gardens have a history too. Many of the planting arrangements are based on the original layout from the 18th century, including the azalea pond. Some say it was designed by the original owner as a tribute to his wife when they were newlyweds. There's no evidence for this, the waiter adds with a smile, but it's a nice idea. The azaleas are so beautiful, especially at this time of year, that it's easy to believe there's some romantic explanation for the garden. Then again, Maybe the azaleas are romantic enough in themselves, and there's no need for a story. The waiter hands you the menu and apologizes for getting carried away with his history of the house. Not at all, you reply. You're happy to have learnt something and to see that you're not the only one who appreciates the azaleas. The waiter nods and chuckles, 
In the spring, tourists usually flock here to see the flowers in bloom. In a way, he says, you've been lucky with the rainy weather today. It's a rare treat to experience the garden in such peace and quiet. After taking your order, the waiter returns just a few minutes later with a silver tray, as well as a steaming pot of tea He's brought you a scone with jam and clotted cream. A traditional English afternoon tea. You thank him as he neatly arranges everything on the table in front of you. Suddenly, you realize how hungry you are. Or perhaps it's just a craving for something sweet. On its own, the scone doesn't look like anything special. It resembles a roughly shaped bread roll. But once you've cut it in half and spread a generous layer of jam and cream, the scone is transformed into a delicious dessert, which goes wonderfully with a cup of tea. Once the pot of loose-leaf tea has sat for a few minutes, you pour it over the strainer into a delicate porcelain cup. After breathing in deeply, you take a sip. The tea is the perfect temperature. Hot, but not too hot, and full of flavor. Then you take a bite of the scone, savoring the blend of sweet cream and tangy strawberry jam. This is just what you needed. Glancing out the window, you see that the rain is heavier now, coming down in sheets. The glass is misting up, and you can no longer make out the details of the garden. In the pouring rain, the plants are visible only as a blur of green. But even if you can't admire the view, you can still enjoy this moment, resting on the sofa and listening to the rhythmic drumming of the rain. There's something hypnotic about the sound, and you could happily sit here for the rest of the afternoon. You feel so at ease in this cozy spot that it's almost like being at home. This place was once somebody's home, you remember, and perhaps it hasn't really changed. People have been drinking tea in this room for centuries. 
first as a living room, and now as a cafe. This sense of continuity creates a warm, welcoming atmosphere. You close your eyes and sigh happily. In this moment, you feel a sense of connection with this place, and with it, a feeling of comfort. Still listening to the rain, you sink into a state of deep relaxation and drift into peaceful daydreams. <laughs>